And Judas is the loser. He's the one at loss. And that troubles Jesus. When you leave the way of God, that troubles Jesus. When you hurt, Jesus is troubled. He cares about you. Well, there's some truths in John 14, and this is where we want to spend the bulk of our time. In John 14, uh, verses 1 through 15, there's a calming uh, recipe or formula for the heart to calm us down. And it's Jesus' own word, and it is words, and it's focused on him being the way, the truth, and the life. And when we get those out of, when we get out of perspective on that, we get into a lot of trouble. So it begins with a predecessor who is blazing the trail for us. The first verse says, don't let your hearts be troubled. I find that very interesting that the exact original language about Jesus being troubled, here he comes and he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. And, you know, I want to say, Jesus, if that's good medicine for us, why aren't you (laughs) taking that message? But Jesus so loved us that he is troubled. He cares about us. He cares more about us than he cares about himself. He was very selfless. And what he, he says is, you believed in God. You believe in God. Believe also in me. He's, he's inviting them to trust him in difficult times. And I promise you, when t- tough, difficult, troubling times come, it's tempting to revert to your own strength and your own power. Pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. Make your own way. Do it your way. Frank Sinatra said, I did it my way. We want to do it our way. But we must turn to Jesus and do it his way. Believe in God and believe in Jesus. Trust him. The second thing is a place. And this is an interesting part to me because I, I think of a place that Jesus talks about as kind of a geographical location if you can have such a mindset. But Jesus says, my father's house has many rooms. <clears throat> if that were not so, would you, I would have told you where I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. But he emphasizes a place. You know, all of us probably, we have... We have a place that we go to when we want to get relaxed and comfortable and enjoy life. A cabin, vacation, a room in the house, uh, out on the back porch. We go to a place. But what I want you to be able to see is, in this sense, the place is really the presence of Jesus. It's not the geographical place. And uh, we sometimes think of this place, if, if you read the King James Version, you want to say, I've got a mansion. And we sing a song, I've got a mansion just over the hilltop. And we think high-rise motel with all the luxuries. But this word is translated in most other places. I think the King James in other places translates it abode. It's a place or it's a presence with God. And uh, Jesus knows you're not going to have a place unless he goes and prepares. 
He's not going to have to build some high-rise thing. Don't think that way. That place is not available to you until Jesus dies on the cross. And it had not been prepared until he died. As we remembered in communion and the Lord's Supper and reflecting on what Jesus did for us. And the, the place is with Jesus. That's the important thing. In John 17, you know, that prayer on uh, unity and all of that. He says the reason why he wants is he wants us to be with him. He wants you to be with him. Eternal life is with God. Heaven and no troubled times is being with Jesus. And that's the reason why he is the way, the truth, and the life. The third thing, the same scripture, is a promise giving hope to come again. I want to emphasize some other things. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again or I'll come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. He's coming back. He came back from death. He's coming back again sometime, but it's still about a person. It's not about a place as we think geographically. The place is being with Jesus. And that is a great thing to look forward to. Believe in God, also believe in him. The next one is a person and a plan to allow you to have eternal life. Jesus didn't offer the sacrifice of bulls and goats and cows and all those kind of things. Jesus was our sacrifice. And Thomas asked this question. Thomas is well known for doubting or questioning, but Thomas was just like kids or grandkids. They ask questions. Best question, no, the worst question is a question not asked. And uh, Thomas asked the question. Jesus is talking about it and he's saying, Lord, I don't get it. He's, in fact, he says, Lord, we don't know where you are going. Uh, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. Thomas, I thank you for asking that. How are we going to get there? Well, Jesus is the way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And that sounds very exclusive, doesn't it? And it is. And the nice thing is, it is. That sounds bad in our, our uh, kind of our way of looking at things nowadays. But I promise you, it's a blessing. In Acts chapter 17, Paul preaching to those people on Mars Hill, they, they had this God, that God, and every kind of God, and then they made an idol to an unknown God or a, a worship the unknown God, and they were trying to figure out, keep all of our bases covered and do everything. They were paranoid that they might miss a God. And we are blessed to say there is Jesus. There's God. And so just relax. Don't be looking for more. Don't look beyond Jesus. It is there. I have a funny story, and I don't know why this came back to me, but in 1980, 
It's funny to me. You, you might see it through my eyes and get it. But in 1980, we, we started planning a, to do mission work in Wisconsin. We didn't have any money when we were in college, but three of us guys got in a 67 Volkswagen bus. No flowers on it, just the, it was the green and white version. And uh, we drove through the night to go up there and kind of on the same way and coming back and rotated drivers. Well, on our way back, three guys from Arkansas really didn't know, we'd never been on those roads before. And I was asleep in the back I didn't have on my seatbelt, I'm sorry, I, I just confessed that. But anyway, you know, when you come up to a toll booth and you've been sleeping and there's lights, it kind of wakes you up and whenever, the, whenever those Volkswagens that were really loud to ride into, you know, uh, you, I woke up and I, I hear the driver saying in Arkansas language, will this thing get us to Searcy? And the guy in the toll booth, he, he steps out of the booth and he looked up and down and he said, buddy, I don't know, you're on your own. <laughs> we made it, but uh, he thought we were talking about the van that we were in. And, and I'm glad we made it. But sometimes we have doubts, are we going to make it? Is it really the right way? And it saddens me, and I wonder if I'll be this way someday, because I, 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 I'm not judging, but I hear a lot of senior people at the end of life wondering, have I been good enough? I don't think I've been good enough. I don't think I've done enough. I, am I going to make it? And I want to say, if it were dependent on you, no, I wouldn't either. But with Jesus, thank God there's a way, there's truth, there's life, and it's Jesus. So let's look at these a little bit more. The way is kind of an echo of the prologue, and Randy mentioned that last week in John chapter 1, verse 23. John, the, uh, the uh, Baptist, the baptizer, replied, The words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. So he was a part of that. He was making way for the Lord. And, but Jesus was the way. John was just making way for it. And uh, in, the, in the New Testament, in Acts chapter 9, it talks about the disciples were followers of the way. And I used to think that was the church was the way. But now I, I see Jesus is the way. Way is capitalized, although there's no capitalization in the original manuscripts, but uh, they were followers of Jesus. And then in Acts 4 verse 12, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Again, that sounds very exclusive, but Jesus is the way. On some Sunday nights, we've been doing a series on how to do evangelism using the book of Mark. I've come to the conclusion that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were the original Jewel Miller film strips, okay? That was the message that we can't improve upon. They were there. And we're using Mark and just really looking at three things. Jesus can do so many things. Jesus 
Jesus can do what no other man can do, so he must be more than a man. And then Jesus cares, and that's a real big message, and that's what Jesus is doing here. And then Jesus can save. And so I, th I think about Jesus being the way. Now, sometimes we do some substitutes with that. We do it my way. Sometimes we think, okay, a denomination is the way. We sometimes think the church is the way. We think earning our own way there is the way. But I want you to remember that Jesus is the way. He's also the truth. And we live in kind of a postmodern world where truth is kind of there and everywhere and whatever you want to make truth and, and all of that. But Jesus wants us to know that he is the truth. And uh, he said in the prologue again, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth through Jesus Christ. Sometimes we become legalistic. We, we want to think that we're going to be, we're going to do it the right way. And Jesus did say the way is narrow, but what we think we're going to do it so right, God is obligated to give it to us. And uh, it sounds very intolerant to, for Jesus to say he's the way. But truth is truth. Absolute truth is pretty narrow. And it's pretty, uh, sometimes it's restrictive in a good and a bad way. It's kind of like the accountant who was interviewing for a job and before the CEO and the, the owner, he's interviewing and the, the guy asking, can you tell me what two plus two is? He leans over and he says, what do you want it to be? <laughs> truth is truth. Two plus two is four. I've got grandkids who know that well. But we want to change the truth. We don't want to look at Jesus and stick with it. And it can be very difficult at times. And I think that we need to realize that just as the law was given through Moses, sometimes we think that maybe traditionalism or legalism is the way. We just need to remind ourselves to come back to Jesus, who is the truth. And we need to speak the truth in love. That's, that's a real challenge for us, I think, sometimes. We want to tell people the truth and rake them over the coals when if we have the truth in a loving way, and we'll look at the greatest command in a little bit, but we need to speak it in love. And then number three, life. By the way, I think all of these are the same, just different ways of saying the same thing. I think the, the big thing is way, but life. If you want life, if you want abundant life, as John talked about in chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus came to give us life and to give it abundantly, real life. Then we uh, were there. And that's the reason why we can have eternal life today through Jesus. We don't have to, eternal life is not about time and down the road. Eternal life is today. And uh, in John chapter 20, verse 31, Randy used this last week, but these are written that you may believe and what you need to believe is that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And by believing that, then you may have life in his name. That's, that's where life is, is in Jesus. And then in John chapter 17, uh, again in the Lord's Prayer. Now this is eternal life that, you may, uh, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. That's eternal life knowing Jesus. That's the reason why he is the way, the truth, and the life. And many people, 
go the other way, we talked about legalism and traditionalism and some of those kind of things. Most people think life is kind of liberalism. Do what you, being able to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, where you want to go. And that is uh, pretty tormenting for a lot of people. We know a lot of people have had their lives destroyed because they could do anything they wanted, when they wanted. They won the lottery and they had millions of dollars and they could do everything they want. We, they lose their way. So just remind yourself that Jesus is the way the truth and life. And then find, uh, next, we have a perspective that you can trust. This is uh, verses 8 through 11. <clears throat> Philip, another one comes on the scene, and he said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. That, that's a really profound statement, that relationship that he's looking for. Jesus answered, don't you know me? Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time, you know, probably two or three years. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it's the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me. When I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. What Jesus did, only God could do. So believe me. That's what takes away our troubles. Believe Jesus. That's enough. You know, when we get so much, we always want a little bit more. Jesus is enough. Jesus is, is all I need. It's, it's a Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, and the little kid says, and that's all I want. Jesus is enough. And the last one is prayer. Prayer is so powerful. In verses 12 through 14, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I am doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. That's a big promise, but it brings a lot of peace. And sometimes we look at prayer as kind of a last resort, but it should be our first response. And the real priority that God leaves with us is living it out. I talked about speaking the truth in love. And he ends up saying in verse 15, If you love me, keep my commands. If we really love Jesus, this is the uh, kind of the other question on Discovery Bible study is, what has God called us to do? If we love him, we need to obey his commands Earlier on in chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, Jesus says, I give you a new, a new command. I give you love one another as I have loved you. You must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. We speak the truth in love. If we really love people, we will give them the answer. Jesus is the answer that we need as disciples, make disciples of Jesus. 
in the prologue of the gospel, in John chapter 1, there's a little section in 14 through 18 where it says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. He's the way, the truth, and life. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Now, if you were just reading that and you didn't know the scriptures and history, you would not think anything about it. But remember, John, the baptizer, who was about six months older than Jesus, it said, He was before me. And the only way he can be before him is because he is the great I am. And out of this fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. But here's a, here's a new covenant. Here's a new way. Here's a new, new uh, dynamic. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son who is himself God and his closest relationship with the Father has made him known. That was just a little information telling you as you read the rest of God, uh, John, you're going to see somebody like Philip who says, I want to know more. And Jesus says, it's enough. Well, without the way, there would be no going. And without the truth, there would be no know knowing. And without the life, there would be no real life living. And that's a challenge for us because we want to always replace Jesus with something else. We're looking for more. And that's a big claim. And it's such a big claim that maybe it's too big for you to understand today, but I challenge you to look at it, investigate it, and look at the Gospel of John. And because it is so true, then we can be at peace. We're not troubled. And I believe that the depth of our appreciation and the intimacy that we have with Christ is in proportion to our relationship with the Father. If, and the devil is working to separate us from the Father, but the closer we are to the Father, the more the devil will flee from us. Not that we won't have trouble, but troubles are not going to bother us near as much because we have Jesus, and that's enough. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He is the great I am. He says he is the way, the truth, and the life. Prayer is an important part of that, as I mentioned. And at the end of every one of our lessons, we want to mention that we have shepherds that go back into the parlor that will pray with you if you're troubled by something, if you're concerned about something. Uh, our shepherds care for you, just like Jesus. They follow the chief shepherd. And they want to pray for you. We had a couple of men come in a while ago in first service that we prayed for them. One of them has cancer. Maybe you've had a loss of a loved one, and that's, that's a struggle for you, and they're there for you. If you would just want to come down front, we will come down. You can come down here, and we'll pray for you as well. For those online, we want to encourage you to go to our webpage. We have a place where you can submit your prayers there. But if you don't know the way, the truth, and the life like you want to, we're here for you. We will help you to, to know Jesus, to uh, let Jesus find a way to let Jesus live in you and you live 
in him. Let's stand and sing and encourage one another. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me. No turning back, no turning back. My cross I'll carry till I see Jesus. My cross I'll carry till I see Jesus. My cross I'll carry till I see Jesus. No turning back, I'll follow Him. Will you decide now to follow Jesus? Will you decide now to follow Jesus? Will you decide now to follow Jesus? No turning back, no turning back. Be seated, please. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, blessed be your holy name. You are the only true God. We thank you for Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, where grace and truth come. We pray that our worship